Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, December 11th. S&P futures and NASDAQ futures are both off about 55 to 60 basis points. Europe's major indices are down about a percent. Asia was a bit more mixed with some pockets of green, um, in particular Hong Kong, and then a few other indices uh, traded in the red. So a lot of moving pieces this morning, a lot of news items to go through both macro and micro. The tenor of news is certainly gloomy this morning um, for a couple of reasons. On the U.S. fiscal stimulus front, you had some glimmers of hope during trading yesterday where Mnuchin and Pelosi both made relatively optimistic remarks. That took a sharp turn overnight. So a lot of the press reports this mor- uh, last night and this morning are quite gloomy about the state of negotiations. Um, you know, all throughout the media, political, Washington Post, Bloomberg, et cetera, talking about how the whole process is broken and economic talks are in disarray and talks have hit a snag, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through all the details. I have everything in the piece this morning. Um, but clearly, this, you know, there are still a lot of obstacles to reaching a compromise around a $900 billion to a trillion dollar stimulus agreement during a lame duck ahead of a crucial election on January 5th in Georgia, which will determine control of the Senate. Um, I still think that you will see some stimulus get tucked into the budget bill. However, I don't know if you're really going to see, again, this $900 billion to a trillion dollars get done in the lame duck. I think you're going to have to see that broken up into pieces there. Um, and with some of it coming now, some of it happening after Biden gets inaugurated on the 20th, the two major areas of disagreement are still state and local aid and liability protection. Um, the, the former is is uh, very important to Democrats. The latter is very important to Republicans. Um, on the budget, so the budget, um, the U.S. government funding is due to run out today, December 11th. So there could be a shutdown tomorrow. The House has passed a bill that would move that date back to December 18th. The Senate needs to vote on that today to move the date back as well. Obviously, if the Senate does not take action, you could see a shutdown tomorrow. I don't think this is really anything that investors need to worry about. Um, It's a very easy vote. There's no pushback to moving the date from the 11th to the 18th. The opposition is more from people in the Senate holding up this vote um, in pursuit of other objectives. So I think, though, that you can read this as just another um, example of how dysfunctional Washington is at the moment. So again, I don't think there really is kind of quote unquote shutdown risk for the market, but this is just another um, symptom of how, again, dysfunctional Washington is right now. Um, needless to say, though, assuming the Senate does vote, I think the Senate will vote to move that date back. You have another week um, for Washington to hold stimulus talks. So I do think that, again, you'll see some stimulus get t- tucked into um, the budget with the rest occurring um, after the lame duck. So that is the fiscal front. On Brexit, remember, you have a un, you know, unofficial deadline of Sunday, December 13th, to reach an agreement. You have relatively negative comments from both sides um, on the UK and then also in the EU talking about how a no deal is now more likely than an actual deal. So you could see a situation whereby um, January 1st comes around and there is no formal trade agreement in place between the two sides. Obviously, that would not be helpful. But again, I think this is more a peripheral issue for U.S. equities. This has not really been a major concern. It certainly doesn't help in a morning like this where there's just a lot of negative news. Um, but again, this is kind of more of a minor topic from the perspective of U.S. stocks. On the vaccine front and COVID, the, so the near-term COVID backdrop as far as cases, transmissions, fatalities, hospitalizations, et cetera, all relatively negative. You have more mitigation actions getting put in place. 
um, including in the U.S. Pennsylvania unveiled some yesterday, and then there's reports about how Germany could unveil more stringent lockdown steps as soon as this weekend. So that's really not new. That's obviously the market's been dealing with that for some time. The FDA advisory panel meeting yesterday, Thursday, voted to recommend approval or emergency use authorization of the Pfizer vaccine that was widely expected to happen. You should see the FDA give out emergency use authorization for this Pfizer vaccine, um, perhaps as soon as today, if not most likely by Monday. Again, that should not be expected. Uh, that should not be a surprise. This was widely, widely expected to happen. Um, that vaccine will begin getting administered in the U.S. perhaps as soon as Monday. So again, the inoculation process is underway. It started in the UK earlier in the week. It's now going to start in the US uh, soon. Um, however, I think the actual, if you look at kind of all the vaccine news in aggregate for today, I think it's a net negative. So again, the Pfizer is positive, but very expected. You had Australia CSL um, became the first drug company to abandon a COVID vaccine. So you had some controversial results out of um, initial trials. So that company came out yesterday and said that it would be it would be abandoning that vaccine. You had news out from the Sanofi Glaxo candidate that they are both working on jointly. Um, posted disappointing trial data as well. They were talking about how they may try to reformulate some things, um, but you know, best case scenario is that candidate will be delayed until the end of 2021. So some setbacks on the vaccine front. Neither of those two candidates was really considered to be um, a front runner. So you still have, you know, Pfizer, Moderna are both out. Great data, likely to get um, emergency use authorization. Um, the AstraZeneca data, a little bit more controversial, but that one also seems to be on its on a path to approval. Um, we are waiting to hear the preliminary phase three data out of Johnson & Johnson. That should hit in early January. Um, so those are the main candidates. So, the, you know, the CSL and the Glaxo Sanofi ones were not considered to be, um, you know, um, you know, main candidates as far as uh, vaccines to combat the virus, but certainly again, negative news in aggregate on vaccines overnight. Um, a few other items in terms of, uh, you know, macro headwinds as well. I won't necessarily go through everything right now, but needless to say, again, the tenor of kind of macro news um, is certainly gloomy this morning. On the micro front, there was um, a lot of news out just to kind of go through some of the big ones. So you had Avago, Costco, Lululemon, and Oracle earnings last night were the big ones. Nothing terribly controversial in any of them, um, but Avago was a little bit on the negative, disappointing side. Lululemon is raising guidance, but I would note that the guidance, the prior guidance was very conservative. And actually for Q4, they're talking about a down step from Q3, um, just given incremental COVID headwinds. And that's something that um, David and Buster's also had earnings out last night, talked about too, how their businesses are seeing a little bit of a setback because of what's happening on the COVID front. Um, other big news was Disney's analyst meeting. So this was a widely anticipated event. Um, they gave out some incremental sub figures for where things stand right now in Q4. Um, I think more importantly, though, they're talking about um, achieving some enormous sub figures by 2024, including 260 million subscribers for just Disney Plus. They're going to be raising the Disney Plus price by a dollar in March. 
talking about you know enormous amounts of original content that they're going to be putting onto Disney Plus. They did break with Warner Brothers and saying that they will be um, you know releasing their big theatrical films in theaters exclusively before putting them onto their various streaming platforms. Remember, Warner Brothers made a, a very controversial decision to put out all their major 2001 theatrical movies on streaming simultaneously with their release in the theaters. So Disney looks like they will be um, sticking with the traditional release um, protocol, at least for the time being. So, you know, I think the Disney news is going to be very well received. That stock was rallying um, overnight last night after the news hit. A couple of other items to note on the micro front, MetLife is selling its PNC business. Qualcomm shares were hit after Apple talked about how they're working on its own modem chip to be used in future devices. That's not really new. We've known that Apple is working on its own modem. They purchased Intel's modem assets back in 2019. Um, So again, not really all that incremental, but that Qualcomm shares did get hit on that headline. Rolls-Royce is very weak in Europe this morning. They came out and cut their cash flow guidance for this year, um, talking about how the near term is still very challenging. They did leave their 2021 cash guidance unchanged, but you know, obviously a near-term setback for that stock. So those are all the major themes and trends for today. There's a lot more, so be sure to check out the piece this morning. I published the latest bull versus bear debate yesterday, which kind of just gives my um, views on the broader tape. On the calendar for Friday, there's really nothing scheduled other than a couple of economic data points. None of them should really be all that crucial. I'm sure though you will see a lot of headlines out of both Washington as um, the fiscal stimulus and budget process continues. And then also out of Brussels um, as the Brexit negotiations continue. Um, And just quickly looking into next week, there are a lot of big macro events on the calendar. Um, I have all the details in the piece this morning, but Monday the 14th, you're going to see the electoral college actually vote. Um, You know, so again, there should not be any doubt about Biden becoming president. Um, you have a lot of China economic data next week. You have the flash PMIs for December next week. That's the first real kind of formal data point for the month of December. The Fed meets on Wednesday, the 16th, expected to leave most of its policy unchanged other than updating some of its forward guidance for quantitative easing. You have the FDA advisor committee will be meeting on Thursday to consider the Moderna vaccine. Again, Pfizer Moderna vaccines very much on their way to emergency use authorization. That should not really be a surprise to anyone. Um, and then uh, you will have the kind of deadline for the um, U.S. fiscal stimulus talks, assuming that we get that the Senate to vote today to move the date back to the 18th. And then on Friday, the 18th, after the close, the Fed will be releasing its latest bank stress test results and also will make a decision on bank capital return the consensus is is looking for the capital return restrictions to stay in place for another quarter. So taking it into the end of Q1. Um, and then you have a bunch more earnings next week as well. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.